What's up? Welcome to the CB7 Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Brasher, using your platform to influence others. All right, everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the CB7 Podcast. Uh, our first two-time guest of the show, Cole Kulik. How are you, man? Hey, I'm doing great. Appreciate you having me back, Colin. For sure. Um, so we just want to jump sort of right into it. Uh, what are some things that you're excited about for the 2021-2022 football season in the SEC? I think first and foremost is just uh, getting back to full attendance, hopefully, and and having having most of these stadiums at capacity and seeing people tailgate, seeing RVs, seeing tailgate tents, seeing people walking around the stadium before the games. It was the weirdest thing for me last year in all the games that I attended was just when you pulled up to the stadium, there weren't a lot of people there. And most, most of these college towns that are usually slammed, packed, busy, looked like ghost towns. And then obviously when you get to the teams – just interested to see what Georgia actually can be. Can they overcome some of this adversity that they're seeing in fall camp with some distractions and some injuries? And then obviously what Alabama has to replace. We have some new eras that are going to take over. Uh, obviously, Brian Harson at Auburn. It's one I'm excited to see. What can Clark Lee do with the Vanderbilt team that didn't win a game last year? Um, and then Josh Heupel with not a stacked roster, but an offense that's going to give Tennessee more opportunities to score points. So it, it's a lot. I mean, we, we didn't get really – I don't, we didn't get to know Lane Kiffin and Mike Leach and Eli Drinkwitz last year just because they weren't at SEC media days first time around. And then obviously limited media availability, doing most of it on Zoom. So excited to see what those guys can bring year two as well. For sure. And I think, you know, you had a pretty big year last year as well. You know, you had a little uh, Outback Bowl blow up, eating a little bit of the Blooming Onion. Are you excited to get back there? I, I mean, I, listen, if – they want to send me to the Outback Bowl and they're going to give us blooming onions. I'm going to do it every year. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. I'm still waiting on the sponsorship, but um, I mean, it was for me, 19 out of 20 weeks, I was in a football stadium last year. So I was thankful for that. It was really cool to be able to still be on site, even though my teammates weren't with me most weeks, but yeah, absolutely. Anytime you get that opportunity, I'll take it. For sure. Who are some key players on the SEC that you're excited to see this year? I think first Bryce Young, because we haven't seen a quarterback not be great for Alabama in quite some time. The offense is going to be run by Bill O'Brien. You have a new offensive line coach in Doug Marone. So how different will things really be? Uh, and then you have some reshaping of the offensive line. I, mean, it, I, I just think really, I think a big reason Alabama won the national title last year and did it in the fashion that they did was the culture inside that facility. And a lot of the guys that epitomized that were Najee Harris, Landon Dickerson, Alex Leatherwood. Those guys aren't going to be there anymore. So who are the alphas that sort of take over those roles on that Alabama football team? I, I don't exactly know who it's going to be, but uh, I'm excited to see how Bryce Young looks because I think he's twitchy. I think he's quick. I think he's fast. And he's going to bring a different dynamic to that position. Um, I, I want to see if Bo Nix can progress in Auburn's system and a Brian Harson and Mike Bobo. I uh, want to see Tank Bigsby in the stretch play that Auburn's going to implement and run. Kentucky's offensive line also going to live and die now in the stretch play with what they're going to implement in the new offense. Christopher Rodriguez behind Darren Kennard and that offensive line, I think are going to be a lot of fun to watch. For sure. Um, you know, as you just sort of look and you view early matchup and a late matchup, what's what's one early matchup in SEC that you're excited to see? Obviously, the easy answer is Georgia Clemson week one, but what's an early SEC matchup in the first few weeks that you see is like a, it's going to take a big impact and going to be a telling sign for. I'll Atlanta. probably give you, I'll probably give you Missouri, Kentucky week two, 
And then I'll give you Alabama, Florida week three would be two that I'm extremely excited about just because I think that Missouri-Kentucky game could be kind of a fork in the road game for those two teams. Whoever wins that game, I think could go on and exceed expectations, put together a season that's a little bit better than, than what most people anticipate. I like the way the Missouri schedule lines up, especially when you look at the back end. The most difficult team that they place in the second half of the season is Florida, and that's November 20th in Como. I think there's a big advantage there. Uh, with Kentucky, October is just filthy. I mean, you got Georgia, LSU, Florida, Mississippi State in the month of October. If they can get through that somehow, maybe even 500 in the month of October, and they win the Missouri game, it really lightens up on the back end, and they may have a chance to pile up some wins. So I think that's one where both those teams have a lot of question. Um, you, you got an Ohio State transfer, and Mookie Cooper at receiver for Missouri, who I think could have a big year. Connor Basic, ton of talent. You have Devin Nicholson at linebacker, but you lose who I thought the best linebacker in the league last year was, who got drafted by the Kansas City Chiefs and Nick Bolton. So um, with that Kentucky offense that we talked about, can it work? Can they flourish with Will Levis and a new scheme early in the, early in the season? I think that's a super intriguing game when you think about what those teams might have an opportunity to beat. Now, I'm not saying you're a genius, but I'm saying if you look at your track record last year on, the, on our episode last year, you pretty much were hitting a thousand. So I'm oh, gonna, let's I'm, revisit that because not many people ever want to revisit when I'm right. Um, right. We, we love revisiting when I'm wrong. So I would love for you to tell me how right I was when I came on last year. That's right. The only, the only one that was a little bit um, that you were off on was your MVP. And that was, you know, KJ Hill at state, but you were, you know, I, I think you were on track with that one. Right. Um, so let, let's let's visit. Who is your who do you who do you see as SEC championship game? The winner of the West, the winner of the East. Who's going to match up in Atlanta? I think it will be Alabama and Georgia still in the SEC championship game. I'll take Alabama to win the SEC championship. I think their team will be a little bit different this year. The defense will be a little bit better. They'll be able to lean on that group. And it's hard to say more running back base just because Najee did so much but I don't think they're going to have to be as dominant through the air. Some of that by design, maybe some of that by inexperience, some of that by the defense playing better football. So I'll take Alabama to win the SEC championship. Who do you, who do you view as your MVP of the league? Cause we know you view it a little bit differently. Yeah. I think if you're talking MVP of the entire league, it, it's going to be a team that, that probably extends a little bit. I'll go JT Daniels at Georgia. Because I think, I think Bryce Young has more around him right? with Mechie, Hall, Billingsley. Obviously, take your pick at running back. Will Anderson probably going to have a big year. Um, you could take a pick of a couple of linebackers that could have a big year and obviously disrupt and be playmakers. Uh, I think JT Daniels might have to do a little bit more for Georgia to be in the SEC championship game, especially now. It looks like he's got a couple tight ends, a couple of receivers that are beat up, and the offensive line might not be good enough to just go out there and play ground and pound 35, 45 times a game. So I would take JT Daniels as the overall MVP of the league. For sure. And if there's going to be a player who goes on and wins the Heisman from the SEC, who do you envision that being? If it was, if it was going to be JT Daniels, he, I think he has to win that SEC championship game, and I think he's got to put up big numbers. I just – I don't think he's going to be allowed to put up those kind of numbers. So, we're going to – it's going to be a team that ends up being pretty good. We had not seen a running back do it in a while. I'll throw you a wild card to go Max Johnson at LSU. Okay. Just because I think, I think if they're that good, then he could get into that picture and he could be somebody – I don't think they're going to lean on the run. 
I think they're going to be a team that airs it out and go back to what they were in 19. He's got the playmakers, receivers. He's got a pretty good offensive line. And I could see him having more opportunities than Young and Daniels would have to put up those kind of numbers. And who do you think the coach of the year of the SEC is going to be? It may not be – he may not win the award, but who well, do you Nick, think is yeah, going to work Nick Saban's not going to win the award, but he should get it. I mean, right. he, should have, he should have gotten it probably eight out of the last ten years. Yeah. But if you're looking for sort of the next guy in line, um, like last year I probably would have said it was Sam Pittman. This year I'll say – I think Kentucky's going to finish second in the East, and Stoops hadn't gotten a ton of credit. I think he may have won it or at least got one of the, whether it was the AP or the coaches coach of the year, whatever it was one year um, when, when they won 10 games, I was, I would say Stoops or Mike Leach. Cause I think Mississippi state exceeds expectations. They're not going to win two or three games. Like a lot of people believe. Well, Cole, Hey man, I know you got to run. We're appreciate, we appreciate it, man. Um, anything we can ever do for you in the future. We always love hearing your input, hearing your insight. And we just appreciate, appreciate you being, a loyal follower of the show, man. Now, I appreciate you having me. Have a, uh, have a good afternoon and enjoy the season. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the CB7 Podcast. You can continue to follow us on our journey on Instagram at CB7Pod or on Twitter at CB7Pod as well. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe, or leave us a five-star rating on whatever platform you listen to podcasts. Have a great day. We'll talk to you soon, and God bless.